You are now tuned in to the AddictedToSuccess.com podcast, where geniuses, entrepreneurs, and next-level game-changers share their juicy little secrets on achieving massive success. This is the advice you wish you heard years ago. Be prepared and take note as we expose the realness and the raw of what it takes to be successful on AddictedToSuccess.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. Today, I have the amazing author, the number one New York Times bestselling author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, Dr. John Gray. John Gray, welcome to the Addicted to Success podcast. Well, I'm very excited to be talking with you today. I'm all about supporting success and I see how successful you are, so it's a pleasure to be with you. Thank you, John. Thank you. Now, your new book, uh, Staying Focused in a Hyper World, uh, this is super interesting to me. I know a lot of the uh, audiences tuned in right now is very into, you know, how can we increase our memory? Uh, how can we increase our brain performance? And what is holding us back mentally from achieving success? So I'm very excited to get into a discussion with you uh, on, on what you've discovered, you know, with, through your research with this latest book. So... Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Well, I'm really happy to be with you. You know, I spent my whole life uh, as a marriage counselor, a teacher of relationships, and helping people understand our gender differences and how men and women are, approach things differently. And, and I still do. That's my major commitment. But what I saw about 15 years ago, I'm in my uh, 60s now, and uh, I started having early stage Parkinson's. And so I shifted my focus towards self-healing my own brain and uh, it turned out that there was a natural solution for it that I found that worked for me. It's worked for other people as well. But it also turned out to cure something I didn't even know I had, which was ADHD. Now, for me, the symptom of ADHD was easily to be distracted, disorganization, procrastination. And, you know, many people who are creative types, self-expressive types, when they're experiencing a form of ADHD, they procrastinate. They get great ideas. They're good at starting things, but to finish things, they're not that good at, and they often wait to the last minute. So I wondered why was that, and well, I just thought that was me. And when I cured the Parkinson's by providing extra nutritional supplementation for my brain and providing extra nutrients for the brain, particularly to make dopamine and to restore dopamine and serotonin balance in the brain, what I found is my ability to perform dramatically increased and my need to sort of wait to the last minute and push things to the state of emergency where you have to do it uh, was diminished. I didn't need that anymore. And as far as my relationship went, my wife was celebrating. I mean, she was the one who pointed it out, but she said, since you fixed this Parkinson's thing, you've been so relaxed and such more attentive to me, interested in me. Uh, you don't seem to get distracted very quickly. When I say things, you sort of grip them. And when she said that, I noticed it as well. And I realized that I could, when I was reading, I was absorbing things so much better. Now, there's a place where many people who have this hyper, I call it a hype, high dopamine function. And I'll explain that in a moment. High dopamine function means that you need high stimulation to get your attention. Okay. Dopamine gives you focus, pleasure, energy, motivation, this amazing brain chemical. And when you have high dopamine function, actually a lot of successful people are high dopamine function because we're looking for greater success. It's like the title of your show, Addicted to Success. <laughs> I need more success, more success. 
And, and, and that's a natural desire inside of us for more and more. There's nothing wrong with that. But what happens if we get this hyperstimulation in our brain, I'm explain how that happens. The brain becomes desensitized to normal stimulation. So what you have in the moment is never enough and we always have to have more for our personal fulfillment. And the secret of really being successful is to be fulfilled with where you are now and to want more and have strong dopamine for more. So you need, if you're a high dopamine functioning person, what happens is you have to be very efficient in making dopamine. Otherwise you look for higher stimulation. You have to jump out of an airplane to experience excitement rather than make love to your wife. And you know you have to go online to a porn site to get turned on rather than get turned on by your wife. And here's the irony of it. It's, it's to think about it in terms of sugar. Sugar is also a super, super dopamine stimulator. They found that the same part of the brain gets stimulated when you eat sugar as when you take cocaine. Now that's very important to understand. So we're, we're basically addicted to cocaine when we're eating sugar. Same thing in the brain. But it can also be anxiety can produce a, dopa, a dopamine stimulation in the brain. You can get addicted to worrying. You can get addicted to procrastination. You can get addicted to drama. You can get addicted to any uh, story that we tell ourselves about why I'm not going to be successful or why I can't do this. We sort of revert back to certain patterns of thinking. These are actually addictions that stimulate dopamine and we get caught in this habit because we don't have the right nutrition to release the, the, high do the dependence on the high dopamine stimulation. Okay, so, wow. So the, I guess the, you know, when I explain it, try to make it so fast, one of the missing keys is for people to understand that the, the brain is always bouncing back. It's always sort of seeking homeostasis. It's seeking balance. So think about the pupils of the eye. We all know that if you go in a dark room, your pupils get bigger. That's so you can let in more light. If you go into a bright light, then your pupils constrict, right? So it's an automatic reaction. They just get bigger or they get littler. Well, when we experience sugar, for example, or high dopamine stimulation, higher than normal, what happens is the brain literally constricts. It's like too much light. The receptor sites in the brain decrease and you actually lose them. They disappear. They can come back, but to come back, we need extra nutrition and support. So this is what happens when we're overstimulated due to trauma, due to junk foods, due to inability to digest our proteins, whatever it might be, when we're overstimulated in the brain, now we seek out more stimulation because we're losing parts of our brain. They can come back. So the way they come back is when you stop seeking high stimulation. So it would be, you know, I go give a presentation to a thousand people. That's a major dopamine rush. You know, you get really excited. I, I just saw the Book of Mormon last night with my wife. It's our 30th anniversary. And, you know, everybody in the audience is totally pumped up. It's one of the greatest shows on Broadway. It's amazing. And the entertainers are just having the time of their life because it's so funny and they're so talented. And so they're out there just totally as high as can be, which everybody in the audience gets really high with that. It's like a mirror effect. And then suddenly your dopamine goes way up. You start losing receptor sites. This is just the nature of life. For every up, there's a down. So the receptor sites disappear. You have to unplug and you have to relax. And this is so important for our success is that we realize that we have to take time away from the high dopamine stimulation 
to let ourselves go back down to normal so the receptor sites can come back up. And so this is unplugging from our cell phones, unplugging from the computer at least one day a week. And the irony of this is that's one of the oldest traditions in the world to take one day off where you don't do anything that's overstimulating, you know, like your success or whatever. We need to just indulge ourselves and whatever helps us to relax and forget our problems. And so that balance is so very important. And, you know, for me, a big part of my life and part of my success was that meditation was one of the ways I unplug. So on a regular basis, I unplug. And on a regular basis, most of my life, I've taken one day to eat just basically fast from foods even. You know, if you, if you don't eat sugar or carbohydrates for a day, just have some soup. The next day, if you have a piece of bread or you have some toast or whatever, it tastes like cake. I mean, it's amazing because what's happened is the stimulation lowers our sensitivity. You take away the stimulation, the sensitivity in the brain comes back and our ability to focus dramatically increases. Our ability to comprehend increases. Our creativity increases. And creativity is the essence of all success, is that you're able to think outside of the box ahead of somebody else and lead the pack. So many lights just went off in my uh, mind just then, John, because you know I'm pretty guilty of it too. Like with a site called Addicted to Success, I am always chasing that dopamine hit of like, you know, I achieved that, hit that milestone, celebrate for a little bit, but then I'm like, all right, what about the next level? It's like a, it's like video games, right? You get to that level, you wanna to go to the next one, the next one, next one, next one. And it does affect your relationships, it affects your personal life. I think one of the biggest things is unplugging, right? And, and also, you know, just switching like your cell phone off for half a day becomes a struggle because there's like, you're always looking for that dopamine hit. Like, oh, I've gotta check my phone. I've got to, what if there's an email that came through that's important and what about this and that? And it really just affects your life. It affects your creativity. And from what you were telling me, you know, with your serotonin and your dopamine, it sounds like it's the feel-good chemicals that are actually, uh, that serve you, right? And what it sounds like as well is that it's stress that is probably the major player in holding you back from success. Is that correct in saying that? Well, well certainly stress is a a major factor. When you're not producing a balance of dopamine and serotonin, stress levels begin to increase in our life. There's a process through which it, which I find very fascinating for people to understand, is serotonin is like everything's okay, our brain's pumping out serotonin. And dopamine is like, okay, I have a mission and purpose and I gotta get it done. And so there has to be this balance of there's a problem out here in the world, a stressor, Dopamine gets produced to give us the focus, the understanding, the motivation to get there. And serotonin also is necessary to give us the confidence that we can get there, that I know what to do. Imagine you've got a problem and you don't know what to do. Your stress level goes up. That means your dopamine went up, but you didn't have serotonin to balance it. Okay, so now you become depleted in serotonin if you don't have confidence. So confidence is I can get the job done. Dopamine, there's a job for me to do. So you could be a very confident guy, but out of work and you'd be somewhat stressed and depressed because you don't have a job to do. This is what happens to men when they retire or when they get really rich is that then they don't have to work. You know, you just sit back and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And their whole life energy goes down. Men typically have heart attacks within three years if they retire. This is very common knowledge wow. with the insurance companies. Yeah, because you don't have, you no longer have to do anything. You know, it's like, 
It's that you don't have that drive because you already have things. Already having everything is serotonin. I have support. I have the ability. I have the power. That's a lot of serotonin, but no dopamine, which is I'm needed. I have to get up and go and do this job. I promise to do it. You know, the, the key thing for a man, particularly with retirement, is is understanding the power of our masculine side. And women have a masculine side. Men have a masculine side. Comes from keeping our word, keeping making commitments in the moment, and then following through. I mean, that's what gets me up in the morning. Is I promise to do this. I promise to do this. I promise to do this. I don't have to work. You know, <laughs> so, but but I do know that if I don't work, if I don't fulfill my higher calling, my mission in life, if I'm not aligned with that, the life forces are not coming through me, and I have to do that. That's you know, I'm a prisoner to my destiny, and I, every person is. If I'm not fulfilling that destiny, then suddenly I'm not going to be pumping up these brain chemicals and so forth. And that's where people they they slide off. You know, I'm talking about you know people who already. Who are already successful, how they'll tend to take a dive or they start having marriage problems or they start becoming alcoholics and drug addicts or whatever. You, know, you see all these problems. Why is that happening? They no longer have to work. So we have to set ourselves up to where we make promises where I'm going to fulfill that. That's the biggest dopamine stimulator for a man and which gives us energy and motivation and focus is keeping your word and, make, and making promises when you're inspired to do it. You know, We'll get inspired. I'm going to do this. Now, how do you follow through and do that? That's where your strength and power comes from. So your dopamine goes up. If you don't have confidence in what you're doing or support in what you're doing, then dopamine converts into stress hormones. And that's why we become stressed. That's often why so many people got so interested in jogging. You know, jogging actually, it's, it's good to do, but do we really have to run marathons all the time? I don't know. Uh, cer certainly some body types are fine with that, but the biology of what jogging does or lifting weights or intense exercise is it will convert adrenaline back into dopamine. Okay, so it, when, you're, when your dopamine kicks into a stress hormone, adrenaline, then your muscles have to use up that adrenaline. Yeah. So that's why we, if you're out there running and so forth, you're running, you're, you're using up your adrenaline. And if you don't use up your adrenaline, then cortisol gets produced. Now, cortisol... That, for both men and women, will send, enter, will send blood flow to the back part of the brain where you're not creative, where all you can do is repeat patterns from your childhood and your parents. You'll get back into limited, uncreative thought when you're under stress. Blood flows to the back part of the brain and stops to the front part of the brain where we're actually capable of having a new thought. We're actually capable of being creative. We're capable of connecting with our purpose in life, which is the overall motivation for fulfillment, is that motivation, which is I'm here to serve. You know, what am I here for? What am I here for? That comes when you start realizing how you are a unique being and you have a service into this, into this world. That's what mission and purpose is. And there's a great example that I didn't think of. I was inspired by it, but it was a long time ago I heard this story uh, in medieval times, you walk along the road and you see a guy making a, a brick, a brick maker. And that's his job. He's a brick maker. And you say, and he looks really sort of lethargic and bored and unhappy in his life. And you say, well, what are you doing? He says, I'm making a brick out of mud. Okay. And then you find another brick maker and he's really happy. And you say, well, what are you doing? He's saying, well, I'm making bricks out of mud and I'm going to build a house with that money I make. So he's got a little bit of mission and purpose. And then you find another guy, he's even more alive. And you say, what are you doing? I'm making a, a brick out of mud to earn money so I can build a house and get a wife and have a family. 
So now he's got a bigger picture, a bigger mission. You know, I want to create love and family and longevity and so forth. Then the next guy, he looks even better and he's making money to build the house, to pay the mortgage, to to support his family. And so his children have a great life. So he's even more inspired. And then the last guy, he looks like he's on, 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 on some drug. He's so happy. He's motivated. He's passionate. He's alive. And he's making bricks. And you say, well, what are you doing? He says, I'm making bricks out of mud to earn a living to support my family and to build this cathedral that will inspire people to lead a better life. That's <laughs> mission and purpose. Yes. And we got to connect with that. And, and the only way you can connect with that aliveness is through the prefrontal cortex. This is the only part of our brain that's different DNA from monkeys. Okay, yep. so the rest of our brain, you can find all the DNA is like monkeys have. It's certainly more sophisticated, but the part that's uniquely human in terms of their research in DNA is the prefrontal cortex. And this is where when you're feeling compassion, when you're feeling creativity, when you're feeling optimistic, it's this part of the brain that becomes more active. Language skills certainly employ the rest of the brain, but when you're in control, this is the part of the brain that becomes active. So this is like amazing stuff. So you ask the question, what does stress do to us? Stress, and I'm not talking about stressors. You know, I got problems. When I listen to people's problems, that I care, and so I feel their pain. I mean, this is big stress. So stress has come in, but how do we respond to that stress is the whole secret. And if we respond by feeling motivated and energized and confident and willing to make a you know, give of ourselves, then we thrive in stressful situations. But if we don't have confidence, we don't have support, or we don't have the nutrition to provide that support, then what occurs is cortisol, uh, dopamine converts into adrenaline, adrenaline then converts into cortisol. Cortisol is the fight or flight response. That's bad news for us. It's bad news for our health, it's bad news for our creativity, it's bad news for our success. In terms of our health, which I think is very important, because ultimately, if you're not healthy, you can't make these brain chemicals. As soon as you're experiencing chronic cortisol, your digestion breaks down. You can't get the amino acids you need from your proteins to actually make the dopamine, to make the serotonin, to make the acetylcholine for your memory, and to make the GABA for a sense of happiness, just to be happy. All these factors need to be involved, and it primarily starts with digestion, and cortisol inhibits digestion, which now inhibits your ability to make brain chemicals, which now causes you to feel more stressed, and it's a, a loop of chronic illness, basically, in the mind and in the body. The, the other side of it is just straight science in terms of creativity. How do you solve problems? How do you lead? How do you bring forth your mental potential to develop and create? Your success potential is using the front part of your brain and not the back part of your brain as a dominant force. You need the back part of your brain, but you don't need the majority of your blood flowing there. You need it going to the front, and the front needs to be in control. Yeah. So, so with all the information that you've shared so far, could you kind of tie that in for the listeners? What are a few practical things that they can start doing now to be able to increase, uh, I guess, more stimulation and activity in the prefrontal cortex and also to really reduce uh, stress levels? Like what are some practical things they can implement into their life now? Okay. If I could just expand my audience for a moment before I get into a solution and understand how big this problem is. 
we can see it so clearly in our children, but it's also in ourselves at every stage of life. And that's part of what, and you know, staying focused book, I'm trying to explain to people how they can relate to it. Because if you can't fully relate to it, then you're not motivated to do something about it. And it's a bigger problem that people don't realize. Because we've really just looked at more the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial type, which is we're like self-expressive, creative types and so forth. And stress hampers that. And suddenly we find ourselves procrastinating and being disorganized, not getting things together. That's just one temperament. See, we all have different temperaments. But when we have this high dopamine function, we're kind of like addicted to the high and normal stimulation doesn't give us pleasure anymore. It shows up differently in different temperaments. So one temperament is the creative temperament. Another one is the active temperament. These are the children who are diagnosed as hyperactive. They can't sit still. You know, they're, they're always moving around. They're going like this all the time. They can't stay focused. And literally, as an adult, that means you're always on the go, always on the go, which drives a, a woman crazy. And if it's a woman, I mean, she's hyperactive. She's talking all the time and doesn't stop. You know, there's no presence, that relaxation, connection in your life, and you exhaust yourself. And you get a lot of things done, but you don't always think things through because you're so impulsive and risk-taking. So that's going to be your active temperament. You've got the creative temperament, hyperactive, hyper-creative, which is hyper-distracted. They become hyper-distracted. But there's also a sensitive temperament. And, and, you know, a lot of the entrepreneur types will be attracted to a woman, for example, or a man who is a sensitive temperament. And so we tend to be attracted to opposites or complementary forces. So for our relationships, we have to understand this. A hypersensitive person means they're going to be more sensitive. They're going to be almost addicted to drama. They don't, you know, you have to have compassion for these people. You know, if I don't call my wife, for example, the other day I was giving a talk and it was a, supposed to be a one hour talk. I talked for four and a half hours. I was supposed to be home at dinner at seven. <laughs> I called my <laughs> wife at nine, nine o'clock. I said, honey, I'm, uh, I'm leaving now. I'll be home soon. And she was like so upset that I didn't even call, but I didn't even think about it. But, but, uh, but the point being is she shared with me, but when you don't call, I become scared. I become scared that you're, you, what happened to you? Are you still alive? Do you need my help? Will you come home? Is something wrong? And so that's a, that's a real experience for her. And she understands I don't have that experience. If she's late, I figure something must, you know, something must be occupying her attention. It's not a big deal to me at all. But so things that aren't a big deal to one person can be a big deal to the other person. And so, you know, rather than my saying, well, you shouldn't be afraid. I go, okay, next time I make sure my organizer knows that they should call if I forget. So I'm going to help solve the problem, but I need to validate that feeling. And so when whatever we're hyper in one area, it's hard to validate somebody who's almost the opposite of us, which is then exaggerated even more. So that's hypersensitive. And these kids, oh, they're so much more affected by Wi-Fi. They're affected by EMFs. They're affected by chemicals. They're affected by dyes in their food. They're much more affected by pesticides. They're more sensitive. They got thin skin. They actually get affected by rejection more, lack of understanding, empathy. They tend to give more and get less because they care more. So that's a hyper state. And then the fourth state, there's four, is hyper compulsiveness. Now the hyper compulsive person, and you can be a combination of all of these basically, but I'm trying to point them out. Hyper compulsive is things have to be a certain way. And if they're not that way, you get disturbed and you have high expectations. So this is almost Everybody has a divorce to some degree. They've got a hyper compulsiveness, which is they demand their partner to be a certain way. They have high unrealistic expectations. And then if those expectations aren't met, they're dissatisfied. 
they feel as though they have to be perfect. And if you feel like you have to be perfect, it's a demand on others to be perfect as well. And these people experience increasing dissatisfaction, particularly entrepreneurs, when they start becoming successful, that's the creative type, they then move more into the compulsive. You tend to move from one to the other as you fulfill one. So a creative type, you know, could be out there expressing themselves and getting some success. They'll tend to work into the challenges of the next one. And now they demand perfection of themselves and it's never good enough. And they're dissatisfied in their life as opposed to look what they've done. You know, you see these women, sometimes Academy Award winners after getting two Academy Awards. I finally feel that I'm good enough. You know, <laughs> what are you talking about? You got in a movie or something, you know, but it's like, it'd be like me going, okay, finally I've achieved some success after years and years of being successful. So the secret of happiness and the secret of success is being able to come from a place of satisfaction and wanting more. That's the balance that we have to do. And today we're way out of balance. Our whole society is way out of balance and we want to bring ourselves back into balance. You asked for some practical things. So one of the practical things is it's an old Greek saying, as in the mind, so in the body, as in the body, so in the mind. So mind, body are always just different frequencies of the same thing, okay? You got the subtle and the gross. Now, what happens is when I talked about solving a problem, right now we're doing an interview, our dopamine is up, we're focused, we're in interested, motivated, and I'm confident in what I'm saying. This is, you know, years and years of research. It's effortless for me to pull this stuff up. This is my life's about. It's I have tremendous confidence. I know it works. I know it's helpful. So serotonin levels are being produced. However, what if I ran out of serotonin? What if I didn't make enough serotonin? Even though I have the confidence, I would start to doubt myself. That's the whole key to this. What if I wasn't digesting my my phenylalanine, uh, my proteins to produce phenylalanine and convert it into tyrosine to make the dopamine, then my body's not making it. My body has to support my being, my soul, my spirit coming through. So if the body doesn't have the nutrition, then in order to get enough dopamine, I have to create drama. I have to create more stimulation. I have to have an emergency happen to make dopamine go up. So some people live in a constant state of emergency. They're addicted to danger. They're addicted to emergency. All these kids who are in gangs, for example, they're addicted to danger because, you know, fortunately some of us have someone who can guide us, mentor us, teach us, educate us, and we have a sense of confidence that we can achieve. But imagine no one's ever there to give you that support for many kids are that way. They don't have that confidence, someone believing in them, someone seeing them as that. So what happens is they have no way to produce dopamine. Cause see, we're sitting here going, I can do it. I'm making a difference. You know, your podcasts are going around the world. It's amazing the difference you make. That's an exciting thing to wake up to. If you don't have that to wake up to, that's your dopamine hit. What do you do if you don't have that? Well, let me just do dangerous things. Danger stimulates dopamine as well. This is an amazing thing. Shooting a gun stimulates dopamine. I mean, anybody who's depressed, go out and shoot a gun a few times, and it, it will totally uh, temporarily ease your depression. Your dopamine levels will go up because it's such a big bang. That's the addiction to video games, is that you're shooting it up, shooting it up, higher levels of accomplishment, higher levels of achievement, sex, skin, uh, uh, new challenges, bad guys. All these kinds of things stimulate dopamine. And you have to keep being challenged. It has to be more and more intensity, more and more intensity in order to keep the brain going. But then normal life, which isn't shoot them up, bang, bang, and nobody's, women aren't coming out of the, out of the, 
uh, corners saying, I want to have sex with you and all this stuff. <laughs> Normal life becomes flat, becomes boring. The hardest time about this is our soldiers coming back from war. See, when you're in a war zone, you're having the same effect on your brain as taking cocaine. And when you come back, you're going to go through withdrawal symptoms. See, this, this is a hard thing because such dopamine gets stimulated when you're living in danger. And so what happens is when they come back and they're not in danger, where's their dopamine coming from? So literally they have to go through a drug rehab, a drug rehab program. And the drug rehab programs, although they're somewhat good, they could be so much more effective and some are where they would also provide the nutritional support to allow the brain to change and come back to homeostasis to be alive and energized even though there's no big danger around mm -hmm. and that's the practical things people can do on a behavioral level one of the things people can do that's very powerful they could take away from our talk today is unplug one day a week just do not get on the computer do not have your phone on uh, you know, maybe an emergency phone, you know, you can make your phone so only certain calls could come through. I have it so only my kids' calls can come through if I put on a button. And, but I just don't, I don't do any work. I don't look at the computer. I don't do anything. It's a day of relaxation, a day to spend with my family. And when I started doing this, what happened is I was so tired. Oh my gosh, I was so tired. It was just because I was needing the stimulation. See, when we get addicted to high stimulation, low stimulation, doesn't give us energy. Normal life stimulation doesn't give us energy. So we feel bored. We feel flat. And then, you know, I want to go turn on Game of Thrones. <laughs> so <laughs> high stimulation, naked bodies, gratuitous violence. <laughs> and watch that show. It's all big dopamine stimulator. And I'm not against any of this stuff. I'm just saying we need to balance it by taking our time for retreat, retreat, pull away, pull back, make it a regular thing. Notice how we're getting addicted to work all the time and learn to turn it off. And every day we need to be able to turn off in the evening when the, when the sun is down, we have to stop working. Now, this is really important throughout our whole millions of years evolution. People, when, when the sun goes down, they start, the brain shifts into another gear. Now for men, that other gear is so important because men, particularly when, when at the end of a day, men can forget their problems. We're designed to it. That's why if a guy's upset, we might say, hey, forget it. And our wife's upset, we say, hey, forget it. And she gets upset with you because <laughs> they, they have a whole different way of coping with stress. Their way is to talk about it. Our way is to forget it. And these are just some basic differences. So we're designed to forget it, but we're losing that ability because we come home and we keep working because you can work 24 hours a day on a computer all around the world. We're not designed for that. We're going to burn out. We are burning out and it affects our relationships. That's only one level. My specialty is keeping the passion alive in marriage and in a family. You know, my 30th anniversary, I'm going around buying presents for my wife for her 30th anniversary and, every, and I'm bragging about 30 years. They all go, how do you stay married for 30 years? And then the other thought must be, he must give up sex. <laughs> you, have to give up sex. you can have great passion, but you've got to be able to maintain this dopamine functioning in the brain, serotonin functioning. So unplugging, we talked a bit about. The second one is nutritionally. There's some nutritional supplements that are very, very helpful. Vitamin C is high doses of vitamin C every day. Take your vitamin C, 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, 500 milligrams of something called grape seed extract. 
just that. If you're an entrepreneur, you find yourself being scattered or waiting to the last minute, not being able to focus, just that simple thing, vitamin C and grapeseed extract, which these are supplements you can buy in a health food store, will suddenly you'll notice increased functioning and focus. It's not the answer for everybody because there's more different degrees. There's yeah. something called, as you get older, there's something called adrenal burnout. Adrenal burnout is, again, when your adrenal gland burns out, for women, they start having all kind of hormonal issues. For men, they start having low testosterone issues. They lose their energy, their motivation, and so forth. We then start seeking high dopamine stimulation again, which the, the kickback from that is then normal life is less stimulating. Mm -hmm. So we keep compensating by having this drama in our lives. What we want to do is create fulfillment in our lives by not needing that other thing to stimulate the high dopamine. So there's, you know, undenatured whey protein is probably the most important thing if somebody's a dairy friendly. And some people aren't dairy friendly but because they've only had pasteurized dairy. Pasteurized dairy is often toxic and you can't digest it. But unpasteurized, this is called undenatured whey protein, is one of the most powerful substances to increase a, a, a protein called glutathione. Now, glutathione is always deficient in anybody who has memory loss, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, ADHD, anxiety, or depression. In all those cases, the body has stopped making glutathione. Now, what is glutathione? Most people haven't heard that term. You can take glutathione supplements that can be helpful, but better is you want to help your body make it. Rather than take it, you want to make it. And it's vitamin C, it's vitamin D3, and it's undenatured whey protein. And, and this can be in supplement form or natural forms. This is so important for the body to make this glutathione. Now, what does glutathione do? Glutathione is your body's ultimate, ultimate, ultimate antioxidant. You know, we put so much emphasis on taking antioxidants because they're so helpful for us. Okay, like blueberries are fantastic. A bowl of blueberries every day will dramatically reduce your stress levels. It will reduce your risk of cancer. Just a, every day, blueberries, a magical substance, the purple and the, the whole thing about the blueberry and the antioxidant quality. But your body makes an antioxidant that's way more powerful than anything you can eat, and that's called glutathione. And your body makes it. It makes it if you take enough vitamin C. It takes it if you're uh, taking grapeseed extract. It takes it if you're taking undenatured whey protein. I've been doing what I did for my Parkinson's at an ADHD 15 years ago was undenatured whey protein along with goji berries. Now, goji berries is a berry that's super high in vitamin C. And by taking that along with omega-3, you know, the omegas, everybody knows about the omegas, but sometimes they do nothing for someone because they don't have the vitamin C and because they don't have the grapeseed extract. So it takes a combination of things to work as well as the easy to digest undenatured whey protein. So these are practical things. People can go online, get this stuff there at health food stores. You will notice a lift right away. The vitamin C, the grapeseed extract, the vitamin D3. D3 you don't notice right away, but it goes along with it. It helps the whole system, but it's so important. It turns on 3,000 different genes in the body are regulated by vitamin D3. And of course, how you don't have to take a supplement for that. Get 20 minutes of great sunshine every day. You know, when I'm at home, I go out and lay out when the sun's there at noon. If You know, I can work from home and get that good vitamin D from the sunshine. It's so, so important with no lotion on the body. The lotion is what prevents the body from making vitamin D. Around the world, most people in every culture today are, are modern culture, extremely deficient in vitamin D. 
which is our number one protector against stress, body stress. It does it allows the brain to be more efficient in making these brain chemicals. Wow. So those are some good suggestions. In my book, Staying Focused in a Hyper World, Natural Solutions for ADHD, Memory, and Brain Performance, I go into all this and other different variations because you know, it, it could be that your body doesn't assimilate fats, for example. They found that omega-3, in Australia, they found omega-3 uh, was effective, more effective than taking these drugs like Ritalin and Adderall, but not with all children because we all have different issues. Well, they found that the children who don't benefit from omega-3, if you take a supplement called uh, acetyl-L-carnitine, carnitine is the amino acid that allows your body to utilize fat and burn fat. So their body wasn't making acetyl-L-carnitine. All these conditions come from inability to fully digest our proteins, inability to fully digest our fats, inability to metabolize our fats. So we come at it from different directions, the different causes. In my book, I talk about 15 different causes that we have to be aware of. Like, for example, the GMOs are the, one of the major causes of all these brain problems today. GMOs, uh, to make a GMO, to they glyphosates, the, the glyphos, heavy, heavy pesticide, to make it simple, pesticides, when they, they kill bugs, right? That's what they do. Well, when you take a food that had a pesticide sprayed on it, that pesticide's still on the food, it goes into your gut, and it kills the good bugs in your gut. Bugs in your gut are called probiotics. They're microbes. So without those microbes, your body can't digest food. And so it's so important that we minimize our exposure to pesticides, such an important thing. We minimize our exposure to antibiotics. What do antibiotics do? They wipe out the gut bacteria that digest our food. We already know this, mm -hmm. and yet it did save lives. Antibiotics save lives, but then we have to replenish the gut with good bacteria. Now there's something that I recommend, and I know our time's coming to an end, but it's called Bravo yogurt, which you make at home. They also sell it in Australia. I sell it here in America, or I'm one of the distributors for it. It's, it's a new thing, but it's these guys in Switzerland and Italy figured out 42 probiotics that will restore what's called the microbiome in the gut. And so many people have these gut problems where you have stomach ache, bloating, gas, irritability, any of that stuff means you're not going to be making your brain chemicals efficiently. You don't mm -hmm. take it lightly when you have a stomach ache. Your stomach should feel great after a meal. You feel, oh, that feels good. And some people are just used to this numbness, this bloating, this fatness, not digesting their food. And they just figure that's life. No, that's not life. That's why you might be feeling sluggish or energized or these high dopamine function symptoms. So what we want to do is restore, it only takes a few months, of making this yogurt at home so people can find out about that. There's certainly other good probiotic products. I don't want to diminish that, but this is the best one that i found. What a head rush. John, that's amazing. You, you shared so much information. I just wanted to clarify one thing. Uh, with the vitamin C, is there a particular type of vitamin C? Because I know, I've heard, I mean, I don't know if this is right, but I've heard that ascorbic acid isn't like the best well, you're absolutely C. right. Ascorbic acid does basically nothing. That's how they discredited the miraculous benefits of vitamin C, which is an antioxidant. Yeah. It's ascorbate. And more and more people are, are moving in the direction of liposomal vitamin C. It's the vitamin C is combined with liposomes, which is uh, uh, a fat that their brain's made out of. And it then stays in the body longer, goes into the brain better. And so I take liposomal vitamin C. But uh, 
basically ascorbate vitamin C is also very good. And don't take it all at once because it won't stay in your body. Your body can only take so much. Take it at least twice a day, if not three times a day. So if you're doing 1,000 milligrams minimum, do 500 in the morning, 500 for dinner. If you're more compliant, then divide it up in more pieces. But I'm not that compliant. I'm a busy guy. So <laughs> I'll try to get it in twice a day, and that's like super. If at least I can get it in the morning, I do notice the difference of just vitamin C. The other one that I, you know, I try to cover a lot of things is super minerals. Now, super minerals are minerals that are bonded. They're alkalizing minerals that are bonded to a substance that's in mother's milk called erratic acid. And the most important of those, you can get a blend of all of them. I write about this at my website, all of the alkalizing minerals, what they are. But you have uh, lithium is the most important, which is actually discovered in Australia. The lithium springs, people sleep better, people's mood would become better. Then the, it was hijacked by the medical community as a drug, lithium carbonate. Now they give you 50 times the dose for bipolar and you take away symptoms, but then you have the side effects of taking 50 times more salt than your body needs. So what they found, what I've found for 15 years now is in, in sharing this information, the thousands and thousands of people, low dose lithium orotate, which was discovered by a German doctor, bonding lithium, a natural mineral that's in our foods, with auratic acid becomes lithium orotate, an alkalizing mineral that is a neuroprotector, regenerates brain cells, stimulates the production of serotonin, lowers your stress, and takes away uh, much of the angst of relaxing. You can suddenly relax, but you don't feel you're taking a drug or anything. It's not a drug. It's just providing the mineral that your body requires. And your body requires more lithium today because we have such a high carbohydrate diet or high stress lifestyle. Stress or carbohydrates, first thing they do is they deplete lithium. Mm -hmm. Lithium is found most highly in beets, which is a sugar source. So when nature gives you sugar, nature gives you lithium. But when we process out the lithium, that's what processed foods are, is you take out the minerals, you take out the fibers, you've got the concentrated sugars. When you take away the lithium, then when you have the candy bar, a piece of chocolate, the milkshake, the ice cream, whatever it might be, your body uses up your supply of lithium to metabolize the sugar and to protect the brain from the oxidative damage which caused by sugar. So nature will give you protections. It's there, nature, but what happens is with our artificial diet today or a high stress level, we become depleted in calcium, magnesium, potassium, zinc. These are the alkalizing minerals as well as lithium. And this is over the counter, it's very easy to get, but you can get the full spectrum. That's what at my website, Mars Venus, it's called Super Minerals for Men or Super Minerals for Women. There's a different balance that men and women need in terms of minerals. Yeah, excellent. All right, well, you've got the uh, web address there to all the listeners and the viewers, so make sure you head over right now and uh, definitely get your hands on the Super Minerals. Beautiful. Now, John, we are heading into the end of this uh, interview. And uh, I've got a couple more questions, quick questions. So I'm actually getting married uh, next next month. All right, <laughs> all right, okay. Yeah, that's so I've, really I've my specialty. I've made it to that point, right? So that's yep. that's great. <laughs> so what habits can my partner and I implement in our relationship to have a better marriage? All right, the things that you automatically do in the beginning of the relationship are the things that will keep it going forever. 
Okay. Now, what happens is men get lazy in marriages and women become and take you for granted and start feeling resentful. That's what happens today. Men get lazy, women get resentful. Resentment makes a man lazy. A man's laziness makes a woman resentful. That's the summation of the downfall of marriage today. <laughs> now, we talked about the nutritional stuff we need to do, but in terms of behavioral skills, in a minute, I'll give you the summary. Notice the rom romantic skills you do now. That's what you need to be doing 30 years later. It's, you see, we have an attitude that once we do that, we don't have to do that anymore. Look at the things that you naturally do now. Because see, when you fall in love and you get married, the newness stimulates high levels of dopamine. But once the newness goes away, you don't get free dopamine. You've got to keep creating it. So you have to shift from, I feel like taking her out on a date to, all right, to feel like taking her out on a date, I need to first take her out on a date. And once I get going, then I'll feel like it. The feeling follows the action. In the beginning, the feeling precedes the action. So it's kind of like fake it till you make it. You have to realize that every week you need to plan something a little more special to do with your partner, which is what she would like to do. That's what romance is. Romance is not what you want to do. It's what she wants to do. You provide it and it makes her happy. That's a man's greatest happiness is when he can bring her when she's feeling happy. So those little things you do, she gets all happy about it. Her job is to... <laughs> overcome this inertia where women will start to take things for granted. Well, now you're my husband, you should do this, as opposed to, oh my God, you called, it's so good to talk to you. But the secret of this is doing little things. Right now, you naturally do little things. Once you get married, you're now sharing your income, you're providing you know, half of everything you have with her. That's the big stuff, right? You won't do that with anybody else. Mm -hmm. So when you do the big stuff, why do I need to do the little stuff? Well, the little stuff is just as important as the big stuff and actually more important because I can only do one big thing every day. I go to work. I provide for my family. But when I come home, that's one point. And what these points are is, is for women, every act of love is, is stimulates a hormone called oxytocin. And oxytocin is the fulfillment hormone for women. It's what allows her to feel love for you. The love is there, but she's got to find it. She can't find it if the oxytocin isn't being produced. She needs the actual stimulation of oxytocin. And, and also what climax, sexual climax for a woman is high levels of oxytocin. And then men think, well, okay, let's have sex all the time. No, you need oxytocin to have sex. And after sex, it's depleted. You have to build it back up again. So it's these little, it's hand-holding, putting your arm around her, it's compliments, it's noticing her hair, it's noticing her outfit. All those little things that you're doing now, you have to remember it's those little things that actually fill her up with oxytocin and what we men think, well, now that I'm doing the big stuff, why do I do the little stuff? That's how I, you know, build it up, now I'll do the big. No, no, you got to keep doing the little stuff. And sometimes it's like, mornings when you don't want to get up and go to work you get up and go to work and then you get energized by your work same thing with romance sometimes you go why do i gonna have romance i don't feel it do the things you did when you felt it and suddenly those feelings come back so that's a those are some tips right away and the other big tip is once you're married a man just wants a woman to stay the way she is because she's going to be so happy and so happy but women will always crash <laughs> they're like a wave the wave goes up, it will go down. Don't despair. You'll think like, what happened? You changed. Okay, women are like the weather. They're going to change. If you resist the weather, it stays forever. If you resist, resist her upset, then she'll stay upset. But just know it will pass. Try to be as, as sort of dodge it when the arrows come, when she starts complaining, we're not doing anything. You're busy with your work. You're not caring about me. You're not listening to me. 
You just take a deep breath and say, all right, help me understand what you would like. Help me understand what you're feeling. And don't try to fix it in that moment. You're actually fixing it by letting her talk without you judging her. That's the whole secret to it. And no, it will pass. And you, 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 men just don't know what to do. And, and the other thing is, even though everything's going great now, I check out my book, uh, Why Mars and Venus Collide, which gives the science of what happens. And of course, the basic men are from Mars is the fundamentals still they're the fundamentals of understanding what makes a woman tick but the the later books explain the actual physiology and the biology why mars venus collide talks about those hormones and so forth oh, i have to check that out i've read your first book and or men are from mars women are from venus and uh actually quite a lot of my friends have read it and, and definitely uh credit their successful relationships to uh to the book so no congratulations that's great it, great work there Thank you so much. It'd be a good thing to reread with her yeah. when you're going to bed. Have her read sections to you. Put you right to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll also bring one. you closer together because you'll laugh at each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. No, you're right. It's a lot of it for guys is about listening, right? Just listening, right. being a good that's listener. Right. Yeah. 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 I love it. Thank you so much, John. Now, the last question is: uh, If you were to deliver your last thirty-second speech to the world, what would that last thirty seconds sound like? Thank you so much. It's been a great journey. I appreciate the opportunity to be of service. I can't imagine the gifts and the opportunities you give me. And I feel honored to have participated in helping relationships be better. Thank you. Thank you for everybody reading my books. I, I'm so grateful. There you go. Beautiful. Thank you so much, John. Appreciate uh, all the <laughs> advice, mate. You've given us an overload of information. Overload <laughs> is a good thing. So. We've just got to go and uh, process it now and then and put it unpack into action. Unpack it, unpack it. It takes a while. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, excellent. All right, John. And for the listeners, make sure you get your hands on John's new book. Uh, it's Staying Focused in a Hyper World, Natural Solutions for ADHD, Memory, and Brain Performance. And you can pick that up on Amazon. All right, so just search it and away you go. Excellent. Thank you, John. Thank you. See ya. Okay, see you later.